Alright guys, this is another episode of Topless, where we encourage topless thinking and introspection. We tackle worldly and personal topics to guide one's journey of self-improvement. To our loyal listeners out there, you may have noticed that our introduction song is a little different than normal. And that's obviously for a reason. And this episode is going to be heavily inspired by Joyner Lucas's song. It's called I'm Not Racist. And we will play the instrumental briefly throughout this episode, but stay tuned until the end. This is where we're going to play the full song. And we both feel, actually all three of us, feel that this song completely embodies the tone and content of this particular episode because we we all see what's going on in the media. So stay tuned. This song is going to have a powerful and breathtaking meaning behind it. So this is a big deal for us. We have pretty good topic today. Justin, if you want to touch on it as an introduction. Yeah, definitely. You know, as usual, this is Justin. Uh, we got a, a guest on today, a guest we've had before. Our boy right. Russell. Our boy hey, Russell. By the way, the numbers say that that was our best episode. So just so really? you're just going to throw that out there. Yeah, no big deal. Okay. All right, so good. you're kind of a big deal. He's but kind of a famous <laughs> guy out here. Hey. Right? You've been in high demand. They're like, bring that guy back. Yeah. Ho- hopefully we triple it this time. Absolutely. Um, hopefully we do triple it this time because we have a very important yeah, topic to talk about today. And we definitely want to get our message across here. All right. You know, just to kind of get right into it, obviously, you know, along with quarantine, there's been a lot of things that have been going on mm-hmm. in the uh, recent media. A lot of things that have to do with, you know, the racial um, issues and discrimination that we're facing in, you know, the good old United States of America. You know, and, and just to just to pay, you know, respect to, you know, those who are affected and, um, you know, those who will be affected because it does not look like this issue is going anywhere in this country anytime soon. I do just have, you know, a few words that I want to say before I even get started saying these words. You know, these come from the heart because this issue does hit home with me. I understand, you know, the frustration of those who are affected. Me being black in this country, right? I definitely have an understanding for the frustration, you know, of the things that are going on. So, um, unfortunately, you know, in this country, you know, slavery started here in America in uh, 1609, right? And, um, you know, Africans, they were ripped from their homes, ripped from their native lands, and uh, they're, you know, given new names, they're separated from their families, and uh, had their lineage and their family history erased, you know, completely. You know, blacks were considered three-fifths of a human being by law to the abolishment of slavery in 1865, right? Now that's 10 plus generations of Americans who believe that uh, they were born superior to blacks and uh, have passed those same ideologies to their children and the cycle just continues. Now, uh, with a history like that, it is no surprise that racism is in fact so prevalent in this country and uh, the treatment of blacks and other minority groups in this country um, you know, in some degree is comparable to animals, you know, to be quite honest. And uh, another degree is comparable to children, you know, comparable to how you would treat a child. Now, uh, for example, I want you just to imagine for a second that the government put laws in place, making it possible for children as young as five years old to vote and to have a say in this country. 
Now, um, the question that I would ask everybody is, would you respect their judgment? Right now, I'm not going to answer that question. I think that that question answers itself. Now, that's comparable to how blacks are viewed in this country by some. Um, another example is to think about a dog, right? Anybody who's a dog owner here maybe has known somebody who owns a dog, right? And think about how you treat a dog, okay? Now, when the dog pees on the floor, some may physically reprimand the dog. Now, I want you to think about that for a second and answer this question. How is that any different than when slaves were whipped? Or think about when you put your dog outside in the doghouse to keep the dog away from your company, to make sure that your company is safe and to make sure that your company is comfortable in the place that you live, right? Because they're visiting you. Now you answer me this, how is it any different than segregation during the civil rights era? And this just leads us to where we are today. Now. Essentially, right, if you want to think about the analogy I just used with the dog, the dog has snapped, so to speak, right? But unlike the pit bull who gets a, a, you know, a pass for their aggressive and harmful behavior, you know, due to the mistreatment of their owners, blacks and minorities are heavily scrutinized in the media right now for their behavior in these rallies and riots. Now, I'm not sitting here condoning the actions of those who have harmed others. However, if you have anything less than an understanding for the backlash, you truly just have never been in their shoes before. You've never been in anybody's shoes who's been discriminated against before. You've never been in anybody's shoes who's been treated unfairly. And you're missing the point. And you're basically spitting in the face of those who are affected and who are suffering. We are affected and we are suffering in this country from blatant racism and the people who are affected are blatantly being ignored and this is their response and we could do much better as a country and we know it and this is honestly embarrassing and we know that the world is watching and we know what it means to be an American and we know what it means for the rest of the world to watch us as Americans and as a nation we're supposed to be the leader and we're not doing that by ignoring these issues that we have in front of us today. Damn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Start to tone off right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just introduced to the song called I'm Not Racist by Joyner Lucas. So it's pretty harsh and it's awesome because they come together at the end. But it really shows you both sides of the fence. And they right. talk about living in the same building, but on different floors and on different ends of the building. It really depicts what kind of situation we're at right now. Ross, I just want to, you know, obviously, yeah. you've seen the news, man. Yes, so of if course. you kind of want to just um, dive into that. Yeah, dive yeah. into what you see in the news. Yeah. Um, maybe give a little bit of for anyone who's been living under a rock, kind of let course. them know what's been going on and uh, tell us your thoughts and anything else, maybe uh, previous situations that have happened in the media. Yeah. So as every, well, I hope everyone knows about the black man named George Floyd. He was, he was murdered on camera with a knee on his neck by officer Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. Yes. It was eight minutes 
like I said, eight minutes and 46 seconds of the man saying, I can't breathe. Mom, I can't breathe. Calling for his mom over and over again. And the cop did not let up. And as a result, the guy was killed on camera. Murdered. The major thing that bothers me is that, like, that obviously was excessive. But yeah. the man was handcuffed on his stomach. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't yeah. need to do that. Yeah. Which you, makes it worse. Because you're yeah. telling me four officers can't arrest a man or just not even Yeah, just detain yeah. him. Like, you yeah, don't need do, to yeah. do all that excessive force and physically be on top of him. Like, yeah. that. that's just a... A display of dominance, not 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 even over dominance. Yeah, for eight, for, for no eight, point for eight minutes, which yeah. is which is crazy. Like you said, more than excessive, especially to your point. Yeah, that he had already been detained. Yeah, right? he's yeah. already been cuffed, yeah. and there was four officers. There. Four. At that point, right? four. at that point, put him in the car. Yeah, like it's really yeah. not. It's really he can sit down comfortably. Yeah, they have a video you can see from the beginning. You know, he was sitting in his car. First of all, they were called because of counterfeit money they said he had counterfeit money um he didn't want to get out of his car as you can see on camera he wasn't physically hitting them or you know saying cursing in their face or anything he said he just didn't want to get out the car mm -hmm. so they pulled him out from what i can see and from what everyone else can see they put him on the ground he was they had him in handcuffs and then the cop proceeded to put his knee on his neck and the story yep. ended there that's yep. it yeah. so and, apparently like they took him to the hospital afterwards yeah right? took him to the hospital after but he, uh, he he died. They said he died yes. at the hospital, but yeah. on camera, you can you see the you man. You can see die the man die, and they put. And as soon as as soon as he like lost consciousness, and someone yelling, he's he can't breathe. He can't breathe. Look, he can't breathe. And that's yeah. when they realized yeah, his literally his eye, video. Yeah, his eyes were closed. They rolled him over. They tried to resuscitate him, and then you know, at, they said at the hospital he died. They said he no, died. He probably of, died on the way. Like he died before that. He maybe. did. Yeah, of course. He died way before that. And that said that uh, he died because of underlying health issues, and that it wasn't fixation, which is to me it's completely smells, false. It smells like and, a bunch of bullshit. Uh, the media depicts African Americans a certain way, and we all, if you're black, you know what I'm talking about. And, and like, uh, let me just kind of correct you right there, yeah. right? Um. I just want to be careful with the term African-Americans because yeah. we are a melting pot here yeah. and not everybody here is African. So this includes anybody who's black or and or, you know, person of color. Yeah. The the media try to say, you know, he had a record, which they always do. They can never let you live it down. You had you had past complications or something with the police. They will never let you live it down. Of course. They will say he was arrested for whatever it was. And, and that would be brought up before what happened in that situation. Let's take an example with. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant had a sexual charge, a sexual assault charge against him, went to court and everything. He was found not guilty. And years later, years later, he died. We're all... A tragic. Yeah, yep. tragic. Tragic death. And the number one thing they bring up is his sex charge. They could have brought it up years before this, but they never let you live it down. Same thing with Jay-Z. He's partners with the NFL. He's a billionaire now. But they never let you forget he was a drug dealer. They don't look at the success he has. Yeah. They look at what he did. Yep. And he blatantly says it in his yeah. songs. He does. Blatantly. Like, the thing is, it's it's a tactic. Yeah. It really is a tactic. You know? The fact that you can't live anything down here is a yeah. tactic. 
because it's it way, says it's a way to no matter degree. To, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's, no matter what level of success you have reached, you are still just an X Y Z whatever charge you had or whatever you were before this. You you yep. can never live down your yeah. past, and yeah. that is a huge problem. And that is why the perception of people of color here mm-hmm. will not change because people will not. Yeah. Let their past go. Never. He said it in his songs, Gio. I love the way you said that. It goes right over their head. You know, anyone that was born in the the 60s or the 70s, they think rap music is, you know, just a bunch of junk. If you really listen to what Jay-Z is saying, he's literally speaking knowledge and telling you, you can find financial wealth. I'm, I'm successful, but they still categorize me as a certain way. Like, he literally explains it step by step, and it flies over their head. All they hear is, nigga this... I can rap, uh, have a lot of money, and I can shoot people. That's all they hear. They don't hear the real facts of what he's saying in the song. And it just makes me angry. I've been wanting to talk about this uh, for the last two days. I am a black man in America, and I've dealt with things that I'm not comfortable with. Like, firsthand, have seen people stare at me in a store with my white girlfriend and just look at me weird. Why is he with her? And I've had messages. I was on this app, and they said, how much for whatever I was selling and I said how much it was they said why are you with that white girl I was like Uh I was like what and then they said your black ass don't need to be with her I literally have the message and I've got many more messages like that white black whatever love is blind when it comes to when it comes to my relationship I don't care but I'm just showing you the facts of what people see you're not gonna get the real story you don't you don't know anything what I've been through I can say I've lived two different types of lifestyles i used to live in the hood and now i live in the suburbs and i can explain why black people are still selling drugs and you know doing criminal activity and why they need to become financially wealthy and uh do this and you know how two different worlds come together so that's a really interesting point right there yeah that's something that i think that people don't seem to understand now you have seen both sides of the spectrum right now someone like myself who grew up in the suburbs Mm -hmm. right and around majority of whites yeah i have a totally different experience from you for example um i don't know if you remember this geo but in high school there was a situation where there was a our homecoming was coming up and there was a Facebook group that was created. And this Facebook group had not only our school, but the opposing school. So, you know, in this particular situation, everybody was commenting in the Facebook group. And we were all showing support for our school. And, you know, I wanted to do the same. So I simply put Braves Nation. I can never forget it. I put Braves Nation mm. in there. And that really stirred things up with the other school. Normally... It just turns into something that is a competitive moment, right? What, what kind of things did they say? So they the write? things that they were kind of getting into took a turn from competitive to racial real, real quick. Shit. This was years ago. I really don't have receipt of the things that they were saying. Um, I do remember racial slurs being thrown my way. So we're talking back in high school, right? What, what this was this? back in high school. This was 2011 or 2012. I was a senior in high school. Oh, these racial slurs are being thrown my way, and I remember some of the kids from our school going back at these mm. kids, you know, letting them know that, you know, hey, this is not the direction that we thought this was going to go in. Yeah. You know, it got ugly real fast, and it actually resulted in one of the teachers for the high school, and I'll never forget the high school. Um, one of the teachers actually went as far as to make a hanging reference, or I should say a lynching a teacher? reference. A teacher. Yeah. Yes, it's disgusting. So as a result of all this, 
I ended up going to the homecoming regardless of all the threats and regardless of all the backlash that I received based on what I was saying. And all I said was Braves Nation. Yeah. I still, ended, I, you know, I went to my homecoming. I didn't care. And you should. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. There was a huge police presence there. I don't even know if you remember any of this, but there was a huge police presence there. Mm-hmm. And they were ready for a riot, honestly. The police. The police like were that, ready for a riot. The biggest yeah. threat that they've ever seen like, oh. <laughs> in that yeah. town. In that town, <laughs> yeah. That's probably one of the biggest threats I've ever seen. But it was unbelievable to see that just from my one comment that stirred up it stirred up this huge controversy that involved the police and the police were lined up ready for a riot at a football game with a bunch of kids unbelievable senior year of high school this is all for a sport all for a sport and it's because people couldn't keep their mouth shut about the color of my skin yeah it's one thing to be prideful (laughs) of your team and your your high school but it's a it's a completely different mm-hmm. animal to be throwing in racial slurs and from a teacher from a teacher yeah yeah made a That's made a disgusting. made a lynching reference That's disgusting Yeah it it is you know it, it's it's really sad I do remember that there were a bunch of students that were called down to the office you know students that were in that particular Facebook group and who were making comments and defending me or whatever they were all called down to the office and I guess the principal must have had a conversation you know kind of questioning them wanting to know what happened and got to the bottom of it I was the only one that was not called down to the office that day my assumption is the principal just really had no idea what to what to even say to me mm, you know probably so um and did you even respond to anything that was said? I know all you wrote was Braves Nation. I did respond. I did defend myself in there. I do remember that. Okay. I don't remember what was said. I do know that I do have receipt even today yeah. conversation of some of the people that were defending me. Mm-hmm. And I did remember saying something along the lines of um, t- to one of them. Oh, you know, um, like it was what I said, harsh or whatever. And they said, no, you didn't say anything wrong. They said that you you just were defending yourself. They were the ones who were wrong. Mm-hmm. They said all the horrible things. You yeah. you were very respectful, actually. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that you kept all that. I kept it classy with that, you know, and I'm, and I'm glad I kept the receipts of that because yeah. then it let me know that the kind of character sure. I had even then, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to, you know, stoop to their level. Exactly. And I also remember... Being in class, now we had a class peer leadership that next day, and even the our teacher made uh, an announcement about what happened. He heard about what happened. I do remember him uh-huh. you know, what making note of it in class, and he gave me the floor to speak about my experience and what happened. Wow. And to, That's actually awesome. Yeah. He's a, he's a great guy. He gave me the floor to speak about what happened, and you know we all just... Kind of had a moment about it. Do you remember what teacher that was? Yeah, uh, that was getting off topic. Yeah, no, not off topic at all. That was Mr. Sullivan, the you know, the history teacher. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. We say all this <laughs> to tie it all in. Yeah, because that really hit home with you. I had been here longer yeah. and I've seen just a little bit more on this side yeah. of the spectrum. Now, I think that this would be a really interesting opportunity for you to let people know. Both sides yeah. of what you've seen. So of maybe course. you could start with you know your upbringing uh, in the Bronx. I was born in the Bronx, and um, my mother died when I was three. I didn't know my father until a couple of months ago. 
I grew up with my grandma. My grandma raised me, and it was me and my brother, and we lived in a two-bedroom apartment. It wasn't in the best neighborhood. It was in the projects. You know, I've seen drug dealers. I've seen prostitutes at a very young age, and I've seen stuff that kids at, like, 10 years old shouldn't see. Yeah. I've seen my uncle do drugs. I've seen people get shot. I've ducked away from bullets. Like, I, I've seen stuff, like I said, that you shouldn't see at a young age. Now that I'm older, mm-hmm. I kind of see why, you know, we're still stuck in that mentality, why we are still killing each other and still wanting to have money through drugs and all this. It's because no one gave us the opportunity to get out of there to do something better. And literally, someone had to die for me to get an opportunity to live a better life. And a lot of the people in the hood don't have opportunities. They say, I don't have the same thing they got. Look where I live. That's their mentality because no one gives them the chance to do better. People don't realize that it is hard. When you're poor, your mind is narrow. You think one thing like, I want to get money. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. You don't think what you can do besides selling the drugs and talking to girls and all this and getting out the hood. You really don't think about it like that. We just don't have the opportunities and the mindset that some people out in the suburbs might, they might have a little bit more privilege to get what they want to do in life. When I was in the Bronx, I never thought about going to college. Not even a thought. There were two things that we thought about, playing basketball and being a rapper. That's the only way people thought about making it out the hood. Mm -hmm. It's the only way people thought about it. Now, is that because that was the only thing you were interested in doing? Or did you just never have an example of somebody who actually went to college and made it out of the hood that way. Exactly. No example. No yeah, example. No sat. example. Yeah. I had my grandmother who had eighth grade education. Then I had seen all my uncles who dropped out of high school. I've never met my father. And I never really knew my mother. So it was just like, I literally had to raise myself and I had to find my own role models, which is what a lot of these young black boys do. They find their own role models and it might not be the best role models. And then they get stuck in a situation. They go to jail and they end up in the system. Mm-hmm. And then they're labeled as bad guys. Bad right? guys. I have an older brother, and he had a tough time, and he's labeled as a bad guy. And I've met your, we've met your brother. Yeah, yeah. he's a great guy. That's what I'm saying. Yep. You don't know someone until you really know the story. Yep. You would not think he's a hardened criminal, and now look at him. Yep. Now he's out of jail. He got two jobs. I told him to stack his money up, get into uh, the real estate game, mm-hmm. and you know, let me help you out. Financial growth, that's that's what it's all about. Now tell us the other side. When I got out here, I was 16. It was a different world because, you know, my impression of white kids was whatever I saw on TV. <laughs> so at first I was thinking rich white kids, privileged, don't know anything. If they call me an N-word, I'm going to beat their ass. That's yep. what I thought. Once I got to, you know, hang around, got more comfortable, I realized not everyone is bad. As you go through life, the media lies to you. A lot of stuff that you see on TV isn't real. You know what I mean? Like, it really changed my world when I met all my friends. You guys are a different set of guys. When I moved to Manalapan, it opened my eye for everything. Like, now I realize I can play basketball. I can, you know, I can go to college. Mm-hmm. I could buy myself a house. I can find myself a nice girl. I can get married. Marriage was definitely not a thing that I ever thought about when I lived in the Bronx. Right. When I was in high school and I used to see all all my friends from, from the hood and I see how they turned out now, yo, I wish they had the same opportunity I did because now most of them are in jail. Yeah. 
Most yep. of them are in jail. Yeah, and it's got to be even more heartbreaking to see yeah. that, you know, despite everything that you've had to overcome, yeah. and you see what where you could have been, yeah. right? Um, you know, through the the old friends that you had, when yeah. you see stuff like this in the media, it's got to be even just that much more heartbreaking to yeah. know that the perception of the police officers is that they're the bad guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. These people that they see, they're perceiving them as the bad guy, but really they just don't understand them. No, they're no. just not. They're just there's just a misunderstanding there. Yeah. Now that I'm a little bit older, I know. What it's like to, you know, see someone and automatically think, hey, this is what I think about them because of what I saw. Now, take that, what I just said. What do you think cops think about black people when they see them on the streets? I think they're nervous. They should be at the same time because of what we see and what I know. Yes, Mm -hmm. some of them are threatening, but not all of us are the same way. Mm -hmm. And I get why some cops are scared of the black community like yeah. I get it but at the same time don't go in there sh- toking your guns up showing that you you know you have the authority that's why we are where we are yeah it's the truth yep. and it's just sad because we are talking about this mm-hmm. now and it's been years of it yeah. years. years police brutality with these uh, black males we got uh, Trayvon Martin we got Michael Brown Eric Gardner Breonna Taylor, Amon Aubrey, just to name a few. All these people were killed or beaten by the cops. Mm-hmm. Well, at the least beaten. At the least. Most mostly, you know. And and when it, and when it comes to the you know, killed. the silent protest thing, you know, people are so up and amped about like when we did have the silent protest when Colin Kaepernick uh, just kneeled knelt down. Kneeled down, everyone had a problem with it. The yep. only thing they saw Oh, he was disrespecting the veterans, not knowing he was really doing it for police brutality against black people. Only thing they saw was he disrespecting the veterans. We all care about the veterans. Veterans, I can't do the things they do. I salute them. Those are are brave men and women out there Mm -hmm. protecting our country. Have nothing against that. But he did a silent protest, and you guys are only seeing it as if he's disrespecting when he's really trying to push it forward and yep. make people and be aware. And that just comes from a lack of understanding of yeah. what it's like to be him yeah, or to be people who are discriminated against on the regular. And when people tell you that, all oh, that doesn't happen anymore, but now you have it on film and yeah. you see it. So yeah. now, now what's the excuse? Yeah. So I, I, thanks for sharing that. I think it would be really important for all of us to just kind of go around yeah, yeah. and share our experience of growing up. As for myself, I grew up out here. Manal being kind of considered South Jersey, closer to the shore area. It's a predominantly white area. And growing up, I do remember my uh, my parents specifically telling me that they had a very hard time when they first moved into my neighborhood. They would get comments from the neighbors. You know, my dad was born in North Carolina, moved to Newark when he was eight. My mom was born and raised in Newark. And they moved out here. This is a totally different world for them out here, especially Manalapin. You know, them having a typical... <laughs> black child you know when you have a young black kid especially a boy you probably you, you most likely put braids in his hair or something or he's got some color afro and um i remember hearing the stories from my mom to uh always kind of highlighting how the neighbors would make comments and say um why does he have braids in his hair what is that why is his hair so long i can't tell if he's a boy or a girl you know <laughs> stuff like that looking back on it it's funny right but at the same token they they don't really see the ignorance behind it you know and to them it seems very innocent Right. It's an innocent question. It's an innocent thing. But 
it really just shows their complete lack of understanding of who we are. Yeah. So they had a very hard time moving into the neighborhood, you know, and I'm and I've had my own instances. For the most part though, I do kind of want to highlight that I am grateful for growing up in an area where, you know, I was safe. Um, I had ample opportunity to make something of myself. You know, um, I did have great role models and people who have done some great things before me. And I was able to see that and I was able to actualize those things for myself. Right. And I'm still working towards those things. Those were the good highlights. But the things that I don't talk about and the things that I've you know, brushed under the rug basically my whole entire life are some of the ways that, you know, it's been very challenging at the same token, you know, um, being the only black kid in your class Yeah. when everyone, you know, and, and it's funny because um, as a kid, you don't think about these things, but the rest of the people around you are the ones that make you understand, oh, I'm different, right? Like, I remember being a kid and being teased for having... Uh, full lips, big lips. I remember being a kid and being teased for having a a big nose, you know, a flat or a flat nose, right? Or I remember uh, kids always wanting to touch my hair, you know, as if like I was some sort of alien or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, true, right? It's but true. like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny, <laughs> but it's true. It's right? true. If <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we laugh, right? I could laugh at this shit now, but and even though it's funny, you don't think about the lasting effect that that has on a human being because yeah. there's at that such a young age mm-hmm. there's things that have been swept under the rug that we don't talk about right for example we had an incident this was years ago and we were just coming into ourselves as young men and we're you know trying to figure out who we are and um and we're getting into dating and all this stuff and i remember an incident right and we never talk about it i'm not sure if you even remember it but I remember we were supposed to hang out with these, you know, these girls that we had met. And um, I remember uh, we had a conversation. We were supposed to go out to the mall or something with them. And then there was a whole date set. We were supposed to meet up there. One of the girls was like, oh, yeah, so tell me a little bit more about your friend. And you were on the phone with him. And the girl goes, um, oh, he's black. Your friend is black. She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry. I. I don't date black guys. Really? Yeah. It's funny because like... I don't remember that, but I can see how that would be something that would be so predominant yeah. in your mind. Yeah. You know I mean? And it's a, and, and as a kid who's, you know, 12, 13 years old, that's devastating. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. because that's, that's all you have in your community. Yeah. You know, uh, th- those were the women I had access to. You know, those are the women I was interested in. Yeah. Right? Um... They didn't look like me because I didn't have the option yeah. to date other women. But then that's in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. That's something that I had to carry, you know, throughout the rest of my adolescence. Right. With that in the forefront of my mind. Or I remember being a young kid. My mom had a you know verbal confrontation with somebody outside of a pizza restaurant that we went to. And I remember the woman getting angry at my mom and telling her, well, just go back where you came from. Just go back where you came from. And my mom's just like, well, where did I come from? Where did I come from? And these are real stories. And these are the things that I don't talk about because I'm used to this. You know, this is the life that I have to live when I'm here. And um, the thing that frustrates me the most is that I get it from both ends, right? When I'm hanging around my white friends, Mm -hmm. you have to get used to being the butt of the black joke. 
Yeah. Or you have to get thick skin because you know you know they're gonna say something that's a little bit ignorant. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you just kind of have to get Russell's used to not it. around. <laughs> and you kind of just have to get used to it, right? Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. just the way it is. That's how you're gonna fit in with the white kids. But when you're around blacks, you get it from them too. Because they're like, well, why are you acting so white? Also true. Or even when it comes to like dating. Well, why are you being a white dude? You know, yeah. like it's a problem. Yeah. I just want to touch on that real quick. Yeah. When people say, why are you acting so white? Why? Because I sound like I'm a little bit educated and I can talk a little bit better than. Articulate like, yourself better yeah. than having expect. Yeah. Yeah. Than having slang. What do you expect me to talk like? You know, you're making it seem like I'm, I got to go rob a store or something. Yep. Yep. I'm not gangster enough. Yep. For me, black is, I'm black. I'm good. I, I'm going to take care yeah. of my kid. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be a successful black man. I'm going to do. Sometimes yeah. you just can't say that. You, you got you to realize what you're saying before you and, say it. And people don't realize that the term, when they say white privilege, white privilege is the fact that when you don't have to grow up and worry about your identity of being yeah. a black guy. Yeah. You could just be yourself. yourself. Yeah, right? it's true. Or you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm sorry, I don't date black guys. That's a huge privilege. Don't dare say that you like grape soda. I didn't make a joke. Joke, make a joke. Or even if they bring out the watermelon, you better act like you don't like it. Yeah. Or you stay over somebody's house. Don't bring your do-rag with you. What, are you trying to look gangster? No, I'm trying to protect my fucking hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But they don't know that. Yeah. That's, again, that's more privilege. Yeah. They don't know what it's like to have to act like you don't like grape soda. Yeah. They don't know what it's like to act like you don't like watermelon. Yeah. They don't get that. Or you yeah. don't have to worry about, oh, just go back where you came from. Yeah. People saying something like that to you. That's a huge privilege. We're not talking about money. We're not talking about upbringing. We're talking about just these little things. Because if you want to talk about money and upbringing, I had both of those things. And they were great. Yeah. So but what I still had to deal with was this other kind of bullshit. Yeah. They'll never let you live it down. Recent run-in at a friend's house. Mm. Right? Yeah. You know, mm. a friend's neighbor came over. <laughs> he was a little drunk. You know, he had a little bit too much to drink. But... I got the feeling from him immediately that uh, he doesn't, he's not respectful of other people's race. It started with our Hispanic friends, and they ignored it, and then it led to me, and for most of the night, I ignored it. But Russell, like you were saying, I couldn't take it anymore. At first, he was saying little things like, you know, because they brought out watermelon. You yeah, know what yeah. that means? Yeah. Oh, of course, as soon as somebody brings out the watermelon, they're going to make a, a joke. A joke. Oh. Right? Yeah. But he took it too far when he said to me, you know what? I'm blacker than you. I was like, you know, no, hold on. You're not. You're never going to be black. And, and you and usually, you never. know, <laughs> it's and, and, and it's yeah. because black to me is not a personality type. Thank black you. to me is what I am. And when he made it a personality type, that's when it took took me over the edge. Yeah. And I had to I had to defend myself with yeah. him. People have to really be careful what they say because they don't understand. Like a lot of people like to say, oh, these are just words. Oh, so what he said that? No. They have a lasting effect on people's lives. Yeah. And clearly, it's not okay. Yeah. It leads to the incidences that's going on right now in this country. All the rioting and all the looting and all the other shit that everybody wants to pick out. Those are just the side effects of all the mistreatment. Yeah. And I'm happy that some people are now realize I'm fed up as well. Like, I'm tired of this. They're tired too. <laughs> people They're are like, too. are you really still doing this? I posted something on Facebook. I usually don't post because I know how opinionated people are. I keep to myself. I couldn't be silent this time. I just named three names. I said Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and George Floyd. In case you guys forgot why they're protesting and rioting, these are the reasons. I got like 40 comments. Comment that stood out to me was... Martin Luther King made us 
all equal, right? With a question mark. If I'm considered equal, then why am I still getting beat in the streets? And if for, Martin Luther yeah. King made us all equal, why was he killed before he was even given the right, right. to vote? Yep. Let's just think about that. Yeah. So, um, now, I think this would be interesting for you to tell us. To me to dive in? That's why I've been silent this whole time. So, I think it would be interesting for Gio to tell us about your upbringing and about how things were for you as a kid and growing up. Mm -hmm. Because it's got to be different. I know it has to be vastly different from what we've experienced. It's important for the listeners to understand there's a huge difference. You have both sides of the spectrum, Russell. Mm -hmm. I had one side of the spectrum from the suburbs, right? But I was a different color. Yeah. Yeah. What about the guy who matched the color of those in the suburbs? Yeah. What is his experience like? Because after you tell us your experience, this should be the end of, oh, this doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Because I know his experience is different. Yeah. Without him even saying a word, I know it's different. Yeah. Yeah. You know. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So we grew up on the same block, me and Justin. And Russell, once he moved over, he was only another block away from us mm-hmm. and it was a walk in the woods away yeah from us. it, <laughs> it yeah, was that close so my upbringing was in no comparison to, to your upbringing your youth the troubles that you guys had to go through but i guess being privileged i was profiled a lot by this one or two policemen mm-hmm. and harassed a lot and there was nothing i could do because at the time i was just a kid but yeah. like I had to, I had a nice car that I was working for and I was paying for, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't see that. They they saw that. Oh, look, there's some you know some fucking rich white kid. His parents paid for his car. Mm-hmm. They had any type of excuse to pull me over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. fast forward a little bit, I've gotten pulled out of the car and I've had to argue with the cops before. I've had to call both of my parents to the scene. While they were towing my car away for some nonsense, saying that your car is unsafe to drive. And mind you, the reason behind all this was because the tires in the front, he said that they were too, they were bald. But I specifically, wow. I used to work at the dealership, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a tire gauge that measures the depth of the tread. I used that in my court case to go and I brought the tire into court with me, right? And I was in line, the only one in line to go into the courtroom with this giant black garbage bag with a tire inside it. And I was holding the gauge there. And I just did that really to make a statement to that police officer because he literally, he went out of his way to harass me and pull me over for any little thing. I was on my lunch break. Mm. I couldn't get back to work, bro. Like he took my car. And to me that, that was like the fact that I was working, like my paycheck went straight to my, my car payments to have somebody just take that shit away from you. Like that was the biggest thing that like really pissed me off. And it makes it even worse that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being privileged. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You, yeah. No, but that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Don't. That's the yeah. the whole premise of yeah. of this yeah. conversation right here, right? Yeah. It was that stereotype, right? Yeah. Like them trying to okay, he's some privileged white kid, right? Yeah. Like that pissed me off. So yeah. t- talk about maybe like an experience as a kid or something you felt like if you have a, a, a situation, if you don't, 
then definitely let us know because again that'll just highlight even more like there's a difference but anything that has happened to you as a kid or maybe growing up as an adolescent like you know where you felt that people were treating you unfairly or maybe people have made some sort of jokes to you that they should not have or, or comments um, well or I, i've gotten situations yeah, i've gotten that, a bunch of things but it only made me a better person especially being friends with us well kind of get, yeah, get yeah, into like specifically true. like oh 100 it's my nose it's the schnoz like <laughs> I, I have that, that big roman nose yeah. and i kind of learned to actually use that as like my staple it's a thing that like i can throw out there i can i can make fun of myself now you know because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's thickened my skin like yeah. being friends with all of us like we throw around jokes whatever yeah and now i can i can call myself a guinea like i don't care because well it, at that point like does it anybody call you is, is, is anybody kind of give you a hard time about being italian american not really unless they want to be offensive then they They're use that term to uh, try to be offensive, but it's never me. as but like it's casual. Never, yeah. Oh, it's part of the joke type of yeah. thing. No, no, it's never like oh, you're just some guinea, whatever, right? Yeah. It's always if they want to try to be hurtful towards mm. me, right? Then they throw that term out there. Mm. But at that point, it doesn't matter to me. Like it, it really, I don't find it offensive. You don't find it but, offensive. But the fact that like they're trying to use it offensively, yeah, then. It could go either way, but I, I'm so numb to that term that like it really doesn't. Now, are you numb to it because you've heard it so many times, or are you numb to it because it just truly doesn't hold that much water in the in the culture? That yeah, in, in the it social. just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't like. It's not offensive. It's not offensive. Like, it doesn't hold yeah. much value. Like looking back at where my dad came from. Yeah, he put me where I am. Yeah, right. He works so, very hard, for sure. I find a lot of pride in that. So right. calling me an an Italian, like a, a word for a dirty Italian or whatever offensive Italian term you want to call it, right? I still find pride in that. Yeah, right. just because that's where I came from. I I don't care. You can call so, me whatever you want. Do you maybe you can kind of understand where there is a disconnect between uh, those who don't understand the negative implications of the n-word yeah. and because they don't 100%, have a word because that, that is that definitely holds them. water and that yeah. that is meant and that has history behind it and is it you kind of feel like maybe they're unsympathetic or lack empathy uh, for a better term when, when using use the word it, yeah because they don't have a word that's attached to them that holds the same yeah water. all right so going back to that joiner lucas video right white people use the n-word as to be offensive, right? And black people use it to each other as a term of endearment or, or greeting, some, or, uh, yeah, some yeah. type of greeting. But when we use it, then it's like that—that's the thing. There's we're gonna, we're gonna, under, like yeah, it's yeah. it depends where the arrow is being shot from, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. depending on who's holding the bow, it can go two different ways. ways. Yeah, of course. And that's why I, I like that video, and I'm, I'm glad you guys showed me that because mm -hmm. it does show you both sides yeah. of of the coin. Yeah, de definitely. That's great. I'm really glad that you shared that. As far as the situation is concerned, you know, everything that happened in, is happening in the media. I've said my piece on it and everything, but I just kind of want to bring awareness to some of the things that we could do just as um, Americans, really. I hate that this is being scrutinized as a race issue when really this is an American issue. Yeah. The people that um, are in the rallies and riots right now, they're not blacks. They're not Africans. They're not, these are Americans, right? These are Americans that are 
fighting tired yeah. of being ignored. Yeah. And they are fighting for a voice and they want people to care. Even in the news media, we're making this all oh, the blacks are they're tired of being discriminated against. Yes, they are. But really, larger term, it's Americans. Americans are tired of being ignored. This is an American issue, and if we stop looking at things in this country like everything is a race issue and everything is an American issue, we wouldn't have these problems anymore. Yeah. We mm. wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Because if I just looked at you as an American and I looked at you as an American, I don't have time to think, oh, you're Italian. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. where do you come from? It I don't doesn't have matter. time to you're, think about you're that You're born anymore. here. I'm not going to see as much color anymore. We have to see this as an American issue. This is a problem with America, not race. This is an American issue, and I really think the tone needs to change in that direction, and everybody needs to have a different sense of pride and understanding here of who the fuck we are, because I'm tired of talking to people, and everyone's telling me what they are, and everything that they tell me what they are is not American. Yeah. Oh, I'm Italian. No, the fuck you're not. You were born Oh, I'm Jamaican. No, the fuck you're not. You're American, yeah. and that's why we're having problems here right now, because yeah. no one is accepting that fact. That's why we break everything down into race here. Yeah. It's an issue. Yeah. And as soon as we change that, you know, I could be dead fucking wrong yeah. about what I'm saying, but I don't think I am. Well, I just want to touch on one thing about the uh, riot and the protesting that's going on. People are talking about the looting and how I don't condone anyone tearing down any businesses. That has nothing to do with this, this issue that's going on. They're talking about how people are going into stores, stealing stuff and touching more on that than really touching on why we're actually in this mess. Yep. How do we talk about what's why we're in this mess? Why these people are so pissed off? Let's focus on the looting. Like our president says, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Talk about the history of that. That quote actually came directly from the South. And when our president said this again, Twitter blocked that. In 1967, Miami police chief Walter Headley, he used that phrase. Yes. Yeah. During hearings about the crime in Florida. And it was invoking angry reactions from civil rights leaders <laughs> at the time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so but, I, I, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I just want to finish surprised. it up. Yeah. Donald Trump is, I think, what is he, 70? He's in his 70s. He's in his 70s. He's in his early 70s. And black people gotta stop being surprised when Donald Trump said something stupid mm -hmm. he was born in the 50s this guy have seen black people get beat got sprayed water on him so anything he says I'm really not surprised by his way of thinking you can't change it now the man have seen black people he, he thinks of black people a certain way no one's really gonna put it out there and say he was born in 1946 what what happened in the 60s yeah, so he's born at a different time, yeah. and it's literally just like the statement yeah. that I opened up with. You can't expect that for 10-plus generations, and all of a sudden you say, oh, blacks are equal, that people are just going to change their mind and say, oh, yeah, they are. They're not. They're no. gonna. It's no. the same way if you just literally took a child right now and said, hey, you are my equal right now, and I'm going to give you the right to vote. Yeah. You're going to be like, bullshit. No matter yeah. what the law says, you're going to say, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is a five-year-old. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not surprised. With anything he says at yeah. all. I, I think that the problem with Trump is this. And um, people always want to condone the shitty things that he says. If he says something that's out of out of pocket, someone doesn't like it, 
people are very quick to say, oh, stop trying to play a game of gotcha with the president. Stop trying to say that he said something wrong and focus on the real issue here, right? And the reason why these people are so upset is because they know that the, the water that it holds behind the things that he says. They, yeah. These people that are saying those things, so stop trying to play the gotcha game, are the same ones that don't know what it's like to be discriminated against. They just don't understand. No. They don't get it. No. And that's the problem. So, yeah, maybe in essence, like, whatever he said is not hurting you. No, it's not. Yeah. But at the same token, it's just condoning more bad behavior. Yeah. And it's only hurting, you know, our youth even more. Because it's what's funny is you would never let a grown man say something shitty about a child. Why? Because you know the lasting effect that might have on that kid's life. Yeah. So why are we letting our political leader say things about XYZ in the country or yeah. anyone, right? Or even if it's in the most subtle way that he says it, why yeah. are we condoning that and saying, stop trying to play the game of gotcha with the president? We're playing that fucking game because we understand the long-term implications of these words. And, and you know the thing And was, you're lying to yeah. yourself and you're lying to everybody else by yeah. saying that it's not, it's not a big deal. When this whole thing happened, you would think he would directly say something that would make the people maybe calm down. Like, wow, he actually cares. He's right. he's saying something where I can actually feel what he's saying. No. Joe Biden said something. Governor Cuomo of New York said, Governor Cuomo, he is really in touch with, with the people. Mm-hmm. People want him to run for president. Cuomo is good. But uh, as I go on, like I said, Joe Biden said something. Obama said something. Why would you not think Obama was going to say anything? It affects him as well. I don't want to get into it, but just put it like this. Everyone else said something heartfelt. He said something, but it was more like ass backwards. Like it had nothing. Like he he literally was just trying to avoid the subject. Had his secretary talk to the media instead of him. What does that show you? And like I said, again, I'm not surprised. The guy is 70 years old. Yeah, Yeah, I had a question. All right. So going back to the looting and the rioting and stuff like that. How do you feel about them burning down the police station? That makes a big statement. Like yeah, not, I, not only just breaking the glass and yeah. everything, but I, I saw the videos of them. Yeah, this was in Minnesota. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Personally, in, in I pers- Minnesota, he's talking about the. Personally, uh, I love that. Right now, the police station. There. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Like, yeah. I, I love it, and yeah. I'm like, oh man, you guys should really have shouldn't yeah. doing that. But like, I'm yeah. ruining the mana at the yeah. same time. Like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's it again. I don't think that we're sitting here condoning it. Yeah. No, definitely. When we not. say that like, we love it, it's like and we love what it symbolizes. It's like I, we're yes. gonna fight back. I, but yeah, I just wanna, I just wanna say one thing about yeah. the police. I know all police officers aren't bad. I know they're not all oh, racist. Yeah. Yeah. I no, know this. No, where I need them. I don't say what well, we're gonna need. If I get shot, I'm gonna need a police officer. Or, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna need them. Mm-hmm. And there's a few bad eggs yeah. that make it worse for everyone else. Yeah, Same yeah. goes for people that say, you know, black people, all black people are criminals. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. We're not all criminals. Yep. Just, same thing with white people. All white people are privileged. Or all white people are, you or know, racist. racist. I know they're not. They're not all white people are bad. Of course no, not. Of course not. So. It's yeah. a silly game they play of, oh, we're going to need the police. Yeah. Well, no shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No fucking shit. Yeah, common sense. Right, so are you just ignoring the fact of uh, of the shitty ones that we have? Yeah. Are we going to ignore it because we need them? Yeah. Basically, that's what you're saying. It's a yeah. smack in the face. And, and, it and, is. And also, They're spitting in yeah. your face. Yeah, when and, and also, they, it's a slap in the face when they say all lives matter. Totally agree. Yeah. But yeah. it has nothing to do with you right yeah. now. Exactly. Black lives matter. You're basically telling me like, yeah, all lives do matter, but 
if I just die on the street, it's another smack in the face. Yeah, see, I, like see when when it comes to the cops, it's a touchy subject for me because I've never been. I won't say never, mm-hmm. but I'll say there are more times than not that I've been not treated as like a human being. Just come mm-hmm. up to the if you're pulling me over, that's fine. I'm not mad at you. Like yeah. you're doing your job. I'm driving. Driving is a privilege, privilege and yeah. it's not a right. And I understand that. But talk to me like a human. Right. And come to the car like, hey, I got you going six over, eight over, whatever. Oh, you had window tents. All right, cool. But don't come up to my car because I have window tents and have your hand on on your gun like you're in danger. I get it. You're putting your life on the line. And if you're the one with a weapon, I understand. You you might not know if I have a weapon or not because my windows are dark, whatever. You're the one already implicating that you are willing and ready to shoot me i get it where where you guys yeah. are coming from yeah, but just, but there's also a whole bigger picture that i i can never relate to yeah but when it comes to the police that it's a big touchy subject for me because yeah. i've yeah. i've been profiled like yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm time. sure you i'm sure we all know that cop in english town i don't think he's a yeah. cop anymore the, the fat the fuck. fat bdi yeah. cop Everyone has got complaints from this guy. Yeah. I don't I know this guy is not racist. Well, I don't know. We don't I have know. no idea, actually. <laughs> we don't but know. I remember there was a time when I when this is when I was like maybe like twenty or nineteen, I worked at Quick Check. I, I went to go pick up my check and I left. I was driving away. He pulled me over. Literally didn't do anything. I asked him, I was like, Why are you pulling me over? He was like, you know, you were swerving or whatever. Oh, were you at Quick Check? That's what he asked me. He's like, uh, were you at Quick Check? I'm like, Yes. I was like, I worked there. He asked me he was like are you sure you worked there i'm like wow wow i'm like yes i was like i know the store manager sally another cop that had pulled me over he said oh russ that's russell let him go wow and and to find out the reason why i got pulled over was actually because it was another black man that was actually in front of quick check that was loitering you're not supposed to loiter. it says literally no loitering so i fit the description he pulls me over mm. wow <laughs> you were driving while black Literally, literally, literally. and I was like, wow. "Wow!" I was like, "If it wasn't for that cop, maybe it could have went sideways." <laughs> yeah, it's real. Like, it's yeah. real, people. It's Yo, there real. was a, all right. So there was another time, real quick, because we're we're gonna wrap this up. We were at a friend's house, drinking whatever, having a good time. They recently opened up a McDonald's, like not too far, within walking distance from yeah. our house, right? So after drinking a little bit, we decided to walk there because we all get hungry. You know, you you want some food after you drink. On the way there, we get questioned by this female cop. I forgot who was with us. Like, I, I had to be like, see, but I, we were definitely with Tommy, 100%. Tommy was there and maybe four or five, maybe six other people. So, long story short, we're on the way there. And she stops us trying to get all our information, trying to find out who we are and asking for IDs. And we're like, I like watching those videos, of, like police to police, because. You need to know your rights. Like, I'm going to be honest. I don't know my fucking rights. Like, I don't know what I'm entitled to and what I'm not. You know, when they ask me for my ID, I hand it to them, you know? Like, I wish I knew I didn't have to give. I'm just walking. Why am I being detained? Why do you need to know my information? Long story short. you don't want to comply, that's when they give you all the time. Yeah, exactly. But why are you bothering me? I'm I'm walking. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm walking. So, anyway, we're... 
all this is going down in the McDonald's parking lot. We didn't even get inside yet. They're trying to figure out, oh, what's going on? Like, what? I got irritated. I was like, we're not doing anything wrong. We're going to eat and sober up, and then we're going to walk back home. She's like, oh, well, I'm concerned about your safety, blah, 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 this and that. I actually didn't have my license with me at the time. Come to find out, I remember Laura came by to make sure that we were okay. I don't know. I think Tommy told her that, you know, we had that. That walking with Laura's the cop, Tommy's whatever. Mom, by the way. Yeah, Laura's one of our friends' moms. Laura told me, my friend's mom told me that when she went back to the scene to talk to the cop, she already had my face blown up on her computer screen. Wow. And it was because I'm the one that gave her all the fight back. You know, yeah. I was the one that was fighting. I was the only one that was like questioning why are you giving us a problem? We're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. And we knew we weren't. And that's why it bothered me. None of them said anything. And they probably all would have complied. They would have all gave yeah. their license. And I was probably the only one that made it a statement to not. You're harassing us at that like point. You know, yeah. like we're not doing anything. If we were doing something illegal. All right. 100%. Like I'll comply. I understand what I'm doing wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. Have a good night. Right. It, it could go both ways. But that that sticks out on my mind because why did she go out of her way to figure out who I am? You know, like she actually found, pulled up a picture. Like she found out exactly where I live, like everything on yeah. the computer. And <laughs> technically you were targeted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, for real. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That can go all the way back to me being harassed by that other cop yeah, that you know yeah. of. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Look, we talked about a lot. Um, I just kind of want to highlight some of the things that we can kind of do, you know, going forward as Americans. You know, yeah, as, exactly. As Americans, not as whites, not as yeah. blacks, but just as Americans. You know, we really need to stop um, the self hate. It stems from within. It stems from within. We have yeah. to stop the self hate. And honestly, we got to be more mindful about the things that we say to other people, joking or not. We got to be more mindful. We got to do better. And I understand you get comfortable with people and. You know, you have friends and things are okay and cool, but it becomes excessive. And I've seen it a lot, especially throughout my life because of where my upbringing and where I've come from and the people who've gotten comfortable with me. we got to be careful. There's lasting implications that, that comes with that. We definitely have to stop the judgments, prejudging people just based on the way that they look, based on the way that they talk. You don't know people until you know them. You have to actually get to know somebody before you can make an accurate claim uh, about them we definitely need to stop putting people into boxes you can't say that oh you know you're black so you should act like this or you should talk like this that again stems with self-hate because we got to stop that completely there's too many incidences of well you're not fitting with our community well what the hell is that supposed to mean i thought that we were all americans here and we were individuals there should not be a mold that I have to fit just because of my skin color. There should not be a mold that I have to fit because of my national, you know, my uh, my ethnic background. Or you gotta stop putting people in the boxes. We need to start supporting our positive causes, right? There's a number of causes that we can support right now at this time, in honor of George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or Ahmaud Arbery. There's um, those, there's petitions that can three. be signed. That's, that's only, that's three. only the three. Yeah. There's also there's also a protest going on tomorrow. There's protests. You could yeah, support yeah. the protest. Obviously, we are in Asbury. There is a protest tomorrow. Asbury that is at uh, June first. Yes. You know, I'd with, with that, I, I do say that 
I am 100% only in support of the, um, you know, the peaceful protests, you know, um, so you can go out there and you can uh, protest peacefully. Yeah, don't get it confused. Yeah. Peaceful protesters are not the ones that are looting. Right. Just point that out. Right. There are yeah. people within those pe- those uh, peaceful protests that are, you know, making the mainstream media right now. Right. And that's why. Um, but yeah, getting back to what I was saying, support the positive causes. There's a myriad of causes out there that you could support. Right. Just do a quick Google search. You can make a donation. Um, you know, we can maybe add some links in our description here. Some of the things that you can, um, you know, support just petitions to be signed, you know, make your voice heard, you know, and, and support the cause. Um, make sure that, you know, um, and just in your communities or then your friends or your families, make sure that if you see an injustice going on, you see something that, you know, is not right. You, you stand up for others, right? There's sometimes people, they don't have the power to, or the courage sometimes to stand up for themselves. Why don't you be the hero in that situation? And stand up for them, right? It can mean the world to somebody else. Um, you know, discourage hate from others, right? If if you see others that are you know encouraging hate, you you definitely want to you know distinguish that. You know, be that voice and distinguish that, and report anything that you deem unfair or discriminatory. Promote awareness of all of these causes and everything that we've talked about today. Start educating yourself and educating others on the people, um, the different people in your community or outside of it, right? Because, you know, part of this ignorance is just a lack of understanding of other people. Educate yourself and just break out of your comfort zone, right? Mainly just break out of your comfort zone. Maybe be friends with somebody that you wouldn't normally be friends with. Maybe date somebody that you wouldn't normally date. And don't ask to touch your hair. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking do that. <laughs> and um, honestly, you know, um, we just we got to do better. You know, as noted before, the world is watching us. Right. The world is always looking at America. And we've got to do better as Americans because we've been fucking up here. We have, and it's embarrassing. And don't think that the rest of the world is not watching and taking note. Yeah, it's mainly because we put ourselves up there that you know we are the best. Like we need to actually be. We need the to. Best. Yeah, you it's, can't just talk a big game. And I and I just want to say one thing um, to finish it off. Um, if you are one of the few people that are not black and you listen to rap music, oh, if you listen to rap music. Or, you know, you take part of the culture within the black community. You got to speak up. You you got to say something. You know what I mean? Because you, 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 you love us, but you don't want to stand by us when something's going on like this. So mm-hmm. that's all I got to say. And you can start by sharing this podcast. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All right. So we're going to close up here. I know this episode was not as uh, light or as joyous as our other ones trust me we'll get back to all that laughing and giggling shit but we had to address the serious issues that were going on at the time right so now everything i feel like is a little bit more amplified because we're all stuck at home there's nothing else to do nobody's working at the same time i agree with everything that was said today and we need to make that progress. It's not always going to be a lighthearted episode. You know, yeah. so there's going to be something else that's going to come out in the news. You know, we're going to have to talk about it, right? And it might not be a race fucking thing. It might just be something else. Yeah. 
this will definitely touch on the self-improvement and not yeah. only you know with other people but with yourself as well that's where it starts yeah. right that's your foundation so if you teach yourself to act differently and to think differently towards other people mm-hmm. that's a great foundation right everything there. yeah everything will fall into place for you yeah so yeah everything I'm, I'm glad that now we're getting back to it because we've gotten plenty of requests we have fans apparently i i didn't even know no, so yeah, uh no. we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely growing even though it's been uh a long pause yeah. but that's due to circumstances out mm-hmm. of our control yeah. so now that we're getting back into it i want you guys to keep the love going yeah. we're gonna we need that uh that, we need su- you that guys love and to support share this yeah, with everybody keep it, keep especially it this episode Shoot we it really out. want this this is big we want this message out here you yeah. know we have a real issue here in america and we want this shared with everybody this yeah. message so you know amplify it it would just be great appreciation if everybody can just send this out to everybody that you okay. know alright well this is Gio Justin. Justin we had our guest Russell Russell this is topless. Hit us in the comments, repost it, shoot it out to your friends. But in the meantime, enjoy this uh, song by Joyner Lucas. Oh, it's called yeah, I'm Not good. Racist. Sit tight. We're going to play this song for you and they can tell you both sides of the story here. So, peace. Boom. With all due respect, I don't have pity for you black niggas. That's the way I feel. Screaming black lives matter or the black guys rather be deadbeats than pay your bills. Yelling nigga this and nigga that. Call everybody nigga and get a nigga mad. As soon as I say nigga, then everyone react and wanna swing at me and call me racist cause I ain't black. We'll pound that then. Talking about slavery like you was around back then. Like you was picking cotton off the fucking ground back then. Like you was on the plantation getting down back then. Alright. Look. I see a black man aiming his gun. But I'd rather see a black man claiming his son. And I don't mean just for one day and you done. I mean. You still trapped in a rut. And I work my ass off and pay my taxes for what? So you can keep living on free government assistance, food stands for your children, but you still trying to sell them for some weed and some liquor or a fucking babysitter while you party on the road cause you ain't got no fucking goals? You already late. You motherfuckers need to get your damn priorities straight. Wait. It's like you're proud to be fake, but you lazy as fuck. And you'd rather sell drugs and get a job and be straight. And then you turn around and complain about the poverty rate. Fuck out of my face. Can't escape problems. You can pray for some change, but can't break a dollar. Got nobody else to blame, so you blame Donald. They fucked the world with a Make America Great Connor. My voice been back. I'm not racist. My sister's boyfriend's black. I'm not racist. My sister-in-law's baby cousin Tracy got a brother and his girlfriend's black. My head's in the cloud. Heard it's not enough jobs for all the men in your house. Maybe we should build a wall to keep the Mexicans out. Or maybe we should send them all to the ghetto for now. I'm not racist. And I never lie, but I think there's a disconnect between your culture and mine I worship the Einsteins, study the Steve Jobs But you ride Tupac's dick like he was a fucking god, oh my god And all you care about is rapping and stunting and being ratchet And that's the nigga within you, music rotting your brain And slowly start to convince you, then you let your kids listen And then the cycle continues, blame it all on the menu Blame it on those drinks, blame it on everybody except for your own race Blame it on white privileges, blame it on white kids And just blame it on white citizens, aim it the vice president Bunch of class clowns, niggas kneeling on the field, that's a flag down How dare you try to make demands for this money, you gon' show us some respect, you gon' stand for this country, nigga I'm not racist, I'm just prepared for this type of war I heard Eminem's rap at the awards, who's he fighting for? Y'all can take that motherfucker too, he ain't white no more It's like you wanna be so famous, 
You'll do anything for attention and a little payment I can't take you nowhere without people pointing fingers Pants hanging off your ass, you ain't got no home training Put your fucking pants up, nigga Put that suit back on, take that do-rag off Take that goat out your mouth, quit the pitiful stuff And then maybe police will stop killing you Fuck you, what the fuck? I'm not racist It's like we're living in the same building but splitting the two floors I'm not racist But there's two sides of every story, I wish that I knew yours I wish that I knew yours. I'm not racist. I swear. With all disrespect, I don't really like you, white motherfuckers. That's just where I'm at. Screaming, all lives matter is a protest to my protest. What kind of shit is that? And that's one war you'll never win. The power in the word nigga is a different sin. We shouldn't say it, but we do, and that's just what it is But that don't mean that you can say it just cause you got nigga friends Nigga That word was originated for you to keep us under And when we use it, we know that's just how we greet each other And when you use it, we know there's a double meaning under And even if I wasn't picking cotton physically That don't mean I'm not infected by the history My grandmama was a slave, that shit gets to me And you ain't got no motherfucking sympathy, you pussy nigga I'm sorry, you can never fail my life Trying to have faith, but I never felt alright It's hard to elevate when this country's ran by whites Judging me by my skin color and my blackness Trying to find a job, but ain't nobody call me back yet Now I gotta sell drugs and put food in my cabinet You crackers ain't slick, this is all a part of your tactics Don't talk about no motherfucking taxes When I ain't making no dough You think you know everything, but you don't You wanna copy our slang and everything that we know Try to steal black culture and make it your own, whoa Fuck, I'm exhausted I can't even drive without the cops trying to start shit I'm tired of this systematic racism bullshit All you do is fall shit, this the shit that I'm false with And you don't know shit about my people, that's what bothers you You don't know about no fried chicken or no barbecue You don't know about the two-step or no loose change You don't know about no two chains or no Kool-Aid, you don't know And even though Barack was half as black You hated President Obama, I know that's a fact You can't wait to get him out and put a cracker back And then you gave us Donald Trump and that was payback for that I'm not racist I never lied, but I noticed a disconnect between your culture and mine Yeah, I praised Tupac like he was a fucking god He was fighting for his life way before he fucking died Nigga, die, nigga And all you care about is money and power and being ugly And that's the cracker within you Hatred all in your brain and slowly start to convince you Then you teach it to your children until the cycle continue Blaming on Puerto Rico, blaming on OJ Blaming on everybody except for your own race Blaming on black niggas and blaming on black citizens Aim at the black businesses, I ain't saying I'm innocent, but I might be any day now Treating everybody how you want in any way how I swear North Korea about to bomb us any day now And now I'm ducking every time I hear a fucking plane now Shit You know I make a lot of sense but you just can't admit it When Eminem went against Trump that was the illest Cause even though he's white he let us know he's standing with us I'm not racist But I cry a lot You don't know what it's like to be in a frying pot You don't know what it's like to mind your business and get stopped by the cops And I know if you about to die or not You worry about your life so you take mine I love you, but I fucking hate you at the same time I wish we could trade shoes or we could change lives So we can understand each other more, but that'll take time I'm not racist It's like we living in the same building but splitting to both sides I'm not racist But there's two sides of every story and now you know mine Can't erase the scars with a bandage I'm hoping maybe we can come to an understanding Agree to disagree, you can have an understanding I'm not racist